Hello and welcome as we kick off a very busy weekend here on uh, In The Money Media, Players Podcast, etc. we got so much cool content coming up for Pegasus this weekend, starting off with this show for the Tropical Park Pick 3 for this Friday. We've already got a YouTube special, YouTube-only content up with Randy Moss. Going to have coverage of the Saturday Coast to Coast bet. That's going to be dropping in the podcast feed early evening tonight, late afternoon. And then we got a live stream tonight, which I recommend folks tune in for. 8.45 Eastern, the return of Matt Bernier to the In The Money Media Network. Matt, Nick, Tamaro, and I going over the pick six, maybe a couple of spot plays, Gulfstream on Saturday. Uh, believe me, we've got, we got a ton of super fun stuff you don't want to miss. Starting off with this show, an interesting-looking Friday card. I'm looking forward to being there in person and there's going to be a lot of good socializing going on. Looking forward to getting to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a minute, including today's guest, who's already down there in South Florida. I believe sitting on the beach, sipping a daiquiri, even though it's five of eight in the morning. That's just how he rolls, folks. He's Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, JK? No, coffee, Pete, coffee. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, they're moving sand but look, you can't have a big body of, of, of ocean in front of you uh, and sit in a, in a hotel staring at some bad lamp. You know, you got to get out here and feel it a little bit. So I'm hanging out by the pool. I've got the coffee. And like I said, the beeping in the background is some sort of a device moving sand on the beach. So it's not my fault. I'll mute and, and, and we'll see how many times I can get stuck on mute. The over-under on Stuck on Mutes is one and a half for the show, folks. Place your wagers now. We'll see how it comes in. I could, of course, manipulate this by unexpectedly coming to JK very quickly in the middle of one of my spiels, but I won't do that. We'll play this on the square. We'll see if it goes over or under. But no, that sounds wonderful. Uh, You're at the pool. That's my favorite situation, actually. I mean, I like the beach, but the beach can be, um, you know, if if you're somebody who's got like, an interest in fiddling around on electronic devices and such. It could be a little bit of a pain in the butt. The the pool with the beach view, that's the ultimate for me. Sounds like that's what you have. Where exactly in South Florida are you? Are you close to Gulfstream Park or did you go more Miami, Miami? No, I'm in Fort Lauderdale, but I will say this. Uh, when it comes to uh, my favorite place to, to handicap is in a pedicure chair. So let's just get that straight right now. <laughs> The, but I, I, another thing I've been working on, Pete, we haven't talked about this privately. I'm working on this kind of priming the brain in the morning and like trying to have some like, you know, good positive thoughts and, and, uh, and, and, and you know, things, your, 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 you know, gratitude and things like that kind of just set your brain going in the right direction. And uh, you're not doing me any favors because I'm going to have to do the beach today. And now I'm primed to be annoyed by it uh, <laughs> because you, you, you've set me up with sand in between my toes. I like shoes too much for the beach. <laughs> You and Anakin Skywalker, you hate the sand, JK. I mean, I, I can't, these are not things that I can control. I wish, I wish we were the kind of show that had, you know, constant audio drops. I would just flick in right here, the Hayden Christensen, I hate sand or whatever. I hate, I forget what the exact line is, but it's uh, amazing. It made it into the final cut of the film, but we are here not to talk about Star Wars, not to talk about the make work of a machine moving sand from one part of the beach to the other. We're here to talk about the tropical park tropical park tropical turf pick three three turf races we're going to do shows for all three days friday saturday sunday one of our absolute favorite bets it's amazing me many days what this thing comes back even with favorites 
Why is that? Well, we think it has a lot to do with the low takeout, 15%. We also think it has to do with this higher minimum, the $3. That sort of forces you to make decisions and uh, not get too spready in a bet like the pick three. That's going to be my approach for most of these. Saturday's tough. There's one race that I don't know how I'm going to narrow down uh, fewer than five horses, but we're not there yet. We'll get there. We're going to start off with race number five on this Friday card at uh, at Gulfstream Park, and, and we'll, we'll sort of go from there, try to find you some winners along the way. This one is an allowance race for Florida-bred fillies and mares going a mile and a 16th. We've got a field of 10 going postward, and I'm a Chalky McChalkerson, as it were, in this race. Uh, going to start off hoping some favorites come to run. I really like preference for the second choice on the morning line. That's number four, Beach Ready. This horse is coming out of a race that's already produced good form with two next out winners. And that race just to me looked like it represented nice improvement from her overall. And she feels like one who's headed in the right direction. I think Beach Ready, great name for you, JK, going to get a terrific trip from just off the pace. The other one I don't think I can leave out. I, I wanted to make a case to fade this horse. And then I was like, who am I kidding? Makes too much sense on figures and form. That's number eight, Fish Mooney. She's in good overall form herself. Closed very well, I thought, to win on Synth last time without a particularly good setup. That race has come back strong. Wickenheiser, who she beat in there, is a really solid form yardstick, and there's a couple of winners out of that race. Fish Mooney has a couple of turf numbers that would just bury these. I'm going to try it 4-8 to kick things off on Friday in race number five. Speaking of beach ready, JK, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I'm a little spready in here. I'm going to try to get skinny as always. That's kind of how I like to approach this wager is, Maybe cast a wider net, and you know it's turf, so there is some randomness, and it is Gulfstream where you can get some prices. So I try to cast the net in some of these races, and then have some direct hits in some of the others. I'm gonna go two, four, five, seven, eight in here. I'll do Beach Party Bingo. Um, no pun intended. I'm not been playing bingo today. The four Beach Ready I will use. The five Peace uh, Seeker who's getting back to the turf. I thought that synthetic race kind of with that wide trip kind of closing into a slow pace suggested the horse is probably back into some nice form. And if you look at some of those previous turf races, uh, can make that one definitely competitive. The seven Cindy song, another one closing to a slow pace last time. And that starter allowance race also has some back numbers that sort of fit in here. And then the eight fish Mooney, uh, another one that I'll include. So no strong opinion to get started. Those opinions get a little bit tighter, a little bit later. All right, we're going to start off with a spread for JK. One, four, five, seven, eight. I'm going to try to narrow it down. I like these favorites, the four, Beach Ready, the eight, Fish Mooney. Note, JK, two horses with Beach. Sometimes I just think he picks on the name, folks. What can I tell you? Let's move on to race number seven. We've got three-year-old fillies, maiden special aids, going a mile on the turf with an oversubscribed field. And this is a race where... I have a, a horse that I'm really looking forward to betting. I'll back up with some logicals. Uh, not that this horse isn't logical, but there are some other horses that are going to be bet more than my top pick. Number 11, Satisfactual. I just thought Satisfactual was the most interesting in here. Coming out of a pretty tough trip, I thought. Shuffled back early on, and then I thought moved early into a pace, into a race that had a closer favoring flow kind of looked one pace late, but I think that might have been a bit of an optical illusion just due to the inefficient way that Satisfactual ran in there. Cherie DeVoe has a huge jump up with second-time starters, according to Racelens. Uh, goes from 11% first time up to 19% second. That's way above average. I like the fact that she shows five works for this race as well. 
11 Satisfactual is a horse I'm going to use in this pick and also a horse that I am going to be just betting straight. The two that I think are too logical to leave out, the seven, Florabunda. A little bit odd, Safi claiming off of Todd. Um, I did look. It's so funny. In I guess just because he doesn't have many claimers. Looking at Todd Pletcher, how horses do that were claimed off of him. There's only been six in the last five years, if you can believe it. One of them won. Whatever. Not a relevant stat. Too small of a sample. This horse adding Lasix and has those first two races on turf against... Um, uh, against a uh, tougher company that I think just looks too logical. Bit of a flow move up coming out of the last uh, good trip on or near the lead. I'm hoping that my two backups in here duel a little bit and set it up for my top pick satisfactual, but I'll probably have some backups with the seven Floribunda as well as the number four parallel. If the wheels are off of this seven, this one could be loose and lonely early and obviously usable on that basis alone. So the 11 is a strong A for me. Softer backups with the four and the seven. How do you see it, Beach Buddy? Yeah, I'm going to go single A, single B. Uh, so my single single B will be your 11. It's satisfactual. It's a little bit of a tough trip from out there, a little bit wide, or a horse that doesn't, didn't show a lot of tactical speed on synthetic. That could change, but uh, is drawn outside. I'm going to go with the seven, Floribunda. Um, and this, I swear all these picks I'm making, like, I'm like, a, like, a, like a hunch play because I'm here. It has nothing to do with it. I will say this about Floribunda. This condition more or less than for Florabunda. You mentioned that it's a maiden special weight. However, it, it's a maiden special weight. If you're a Florida bred, you're in protected. Otherwise, yeah. if you're not a Florida bred, you have to be in for the tag. And uh, and so Florabunda was claimed last time from Todd, running in a similar condition, and then now shows up here for Safi running in, in that same condition. If you look at that race from Keeneland uh, back on October 23rd, as two-year-olds facing an open company. Um, it, that was racing against some legitimate horses in there. It was bet in there. There's been two horses to win out of that race, two horses to run second out of that race, and three horses to run third. A productive race at Keeneland, like you needed me to tell you that. I think this horse is going to appreciate getting back on the grass. Last time was on the synthetic. I'm going to use Floor Bunda as a single A, and like I said, I'll use your horse, the 11, as a B. As far as the claiming off Pletcher going to Safi thing, I mean, in the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's kind of a nothing burger, right? I mean, there's really no nothing to be inferred from that one way or the other, is there? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, one thing I've always heard is there's there's two ways to look at that. So there's I, so I try not to look at it in general, right? The right. two ways to look at it is, is that, um, that it's all to Hall of Famer. Well, how in the hell is Safi going to move up a horse off a of Hall of Famer? Right. That's one way to look at it. And there's really no way to know the answer until they run. The second way to look at it is, is that this horse is not an important front of the, the of the shed row type of horse for Todd and his partners. Right. They can part ways with a maiden 50 while Safi can make some productive work out of a maiden 50. So maybe there is a world in which he'll he'll move the horse up. And I've also heard from some a lot of horsemen that like one of the things you can know when you're claiming a horse off of Todd is they're going to be careful, right? They're going to have the best vet work, the best food, the best, you know, hay, the best bedding, uh, the best grooms, the best hot walkers, the best exercise riders. So you're getting a horse that might be better off than some other horses that are worth 50. So there's two ways that that can go, It's which is why I don't look at it at all. And I just try to make an assessment based on the individual himself. Horse makes all the sense in the world on paper. And like I said, I'll have in the mix. I just have this little uh, thing for satisfaction in that spot. One more race 
on this show. That's race number nine, where we've got $25,000 claimers going a mile and a 16th on the turf. Field of 12, big theme this weekend. Lots of full fields. Very, very exciting. This was one where I was going to single and just hope that I'm right about the merits of number two, dominate the moment. This horse has a significant figure edge. Um, Alan Awinski, LLC list is one of the owners. Awinski, folks will remember from back in the day before your time, JK, but known as a big gambling trainer back in the day, very sharp. In fact, this horse was once trained by Awinski. Um, this horse has run in a lot of claimers without ever being claimed, which is curious. But, you know, as a seven-year-old, long layoff, one that I will say this, needs to be bet to be live. So if we get into race eight, and I'm looking at double probables, and this horse is cold on the board, I am going to probably get creative with some others. But I, I for the Tropical Turf pick three especially, um, lone A anyway, dominate the moment. I said single before. But as I look at the race more, there is a pace angle in here I might mess around with, with number 10. Uh, just in time for wine. Maybe you can get brave on the front end. Had a little bit of a trip last time. You have to dig back into the PPs to run, find the races that fit. But those races four and five back, now they were against 12-5 claimers at Monmouth. But I'll tell you what, if you take out uh, Dominate the Moment and the other dropper here who I have questions about, hot-blooded, this race isn't really any worse than ones that Just in Time for Wine was running very, very well in at Monmouth. So I don't mind the idea of at least having a backup with the 10. I'm a little bit anti-hot-blooded, though. I do get warm and fuzzy feelings every time he runs, remembering the great um, Pete Aiello call where he just broke into song uh, for his buddies uh, in Foreigner when this one was bounding down the lane. Not sure what to make of this one uh, at this point off the claim, but I'm going to probably leave hot-blooded out. I'm going to use dominate the moment a lot and maybe a little bit of just in time for wine. How about you? How you want to close this thing out? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw your two, the dominate the moment, and thought that that was the only horse in here that I would probably lean to single. But with a horse that comes from off of it like that, you know, he's had, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven different riders. Uh, this will be the eighth different rider in the last eight starts, different trainer. I just – I don't trust the horse to be able to duplicate the efforts, right? That's – that just doesn't make – different distances. There's just a lot of it just kind of throws me off. So I'm going to use a few in here. And, and I've – look, I used five horses in the first leg. I basically used a single A in the second leg so I can spread around a little bit here. I'm going to go one, two, five, six, and nine. Uh, Shan Soul was the one who I thought was interesting on the inside with Irad Ortiz. Um, you know, last time, and this is normal, used to be an auto toss for me, where if a horse sets slow fractions and, and, and kind of, you know, spits the bit and doesn't win, I, I used to kind of think that was an auto toss. I, I still lean that that is a, a horse that you want to play against, but I've also opened my eyes to the idea that a different rider uh, and maybe being ridden differently can help. That, look, if you look at this horse's style, never really made the lead before. So maybe just got lost out there. Didn't really know exactly what to do. Didn't know how to handle that situation. So I'm hoping maybe uh, that a turnaround here could help. So I'm going to spread around in here. One, two, five, six, and nine. No top pick. Just, just. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I look, I mean, like I said, on, I'd like, you know, if I was in a single horse, it would be the two, but I don't trust the two. And if I'm going to yeah. use five horses, I can't pick the two. So no, I don't think there's necessarily a top pick. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, you try to pick up some value here by beating uh, the two horse who, 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 you know, is very likely to have a bad trip. It's, it's totally possible, you know, dealing with closers. That's uh, that's part of the game. I will say this about the different trainers. It's always been the same owner. So it's just been sort of moved around. I almost wonder if somebody doesn't have a license in one state and that's, 
you know, what's what's happened as far as that goes. So that that bid doesn't bother me. But I but I do think you make you know, you certainly make a valid point about the closer situation. And that's one of the reasons why I don't mind having a, a, a bit more of a front runner in there in in that just in time for wine. So, yeah, basically 210 for me. One, two, five, six, nine for JK. Definitely oppo in this last race, though. If everything breaks just right, maybe we both can hit things on this Friday Tropical Turf Pick 3. That's it for this show. We'll have a lot more coming up, including Tropical Turf shows with JK for Saturday and Sunday. Until the next time, for Jonathan Kinchin, I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos. <laughs>